Yo, 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 yo. Sorry about that, everybody. How you about to do? Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everybody. How you about to do? Welcome to the podcast. You know what I'm saying? This is your guy, Sean. This is our very first show. Um, sorry about that for a little technical difficulties here, but here's the thing. We, we're live. This is our very first show, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, you know? So... Um, this is my man, Sa. Sa and Fifth, we're here to do, you know, do a little something, make everybody have a good time. And, and just everybody, welcome to the show. Glad y'all decided to join us tonight. <clears throat> Excited to be here with my, uh, my college roommate, real good friend of mine. Um, we decided to do this thing in uh, about December. Um, just a place, place to give uh, the average Joe, regular person, a voice. Um, it's going to be a lot of interaction. Have a lot of guests. Um, a lot of time for you guys to um, to to give input. Very interesting topics that we catch ourselves uh, talking about a lot of times. Um, <clears throat> a lot of similarities, a lot of parallels in our lives. Uh, we'll talk about you know a little bit later. But uh, for now, we're just glad you guys are here. Um, ready to get cracked. <laughs> and it's the thing, man. You know, um, our show is, is just about a show. It's, it's an entertainment show. So we want everybody to understand is when we come across, you know, a lot of our stuff is just our opinion. It's factual opinions. So that means that I believe it. So I believe it. And, you know, we just come in to have fun. Um, we put out our show. Is just, it's, it's, a, it's everybody's show, really. You know, we just come here and we kind of moderate with everybody. But it's everybody's show. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna. Um, we may say some things people don't like. Probably me, but it is what it is. Um, but we glad everybody tuned in to us. Um, this is growing pains for us. We, you know, it's something that we wanted to do for a long time. We finally got it rocking, and um, it's gonna be a good journey, man. So I hope everybody comes along, rides with us, and just just have fun, man. You know, it, the thing about when we started this whole deal and we started talking about it some time ago was it was like, what can we do? Like just to you know, just to have a conversation, have fun, and just just be something different. You know, people do sports, people do relationships, people do aliens or whatever. We don't do it all. You know, it's just, it's just another pot for entertainment. You know, and we want everybody to come in, have a good time, talk to us, and just just be a part of what we're trying to do. Um, it's no right or wrong to what we're doing. It's just something that we felt that it was the time to do. Um, I feel good about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Uh, we might have some great people come on, conversate with us. Um, you, you're gonna be surprised at some of the people that we got, we got to bring it on. It, it's, it's everybody, you know. Um, there's no limit to who we got coming on, there's no limit to who we want to talk to, and that's for anybody out there. If you see something out there that you think that would be interesting, yo, bring you know, let's let's talk about it, man. And it's, it's not always agreeing, it's always just time to have a you know, wrong conversation and just be good to each other, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and we're going to do, uh, introduce a lot of music, uh, entertainment, um, things like that. So we'll have a good time. Just a, a little bit of background about us. Um, <clears throat> we're both alumni of Shaw University, uh, class of 1999. Exactly where we've been at. Um, we've been friends since. Um, it's like, what, about, about damn 30, about 25, right? Like yeah, about 25 about, years, you know what I'm saying? About 25 years, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. The parallels, the parallels are crazy, right? Yeah. Um, we had had children about the same time. Uh, got married about the same time. Uh, we got divorced about the same time. Uh, our mothers passed around the same time. So yeah, whole lot of whole lot of even. And before our local parallels, we were both pledging fraternities at the same time. Uh, different fraternities, but at the same time. Uh, <laughs> but at the time, we were roommates. So um, you know that was that was interesting as well. Um, and, and I'll be honest, man, it's just one of the most interesting people uh, that I've ever met. I know when I get the text to say, "Hey, see why you got a second? I know, I know it's gonna be a story. <laughs> and he knows the same thing. So you know, now we're gonna share some of these stories with you guys. Yeah, you know, um, as we come as we come along and, and, and the show goes on, and, and um, we feel good about what we got, the project that's coming along, we feel we feel really dope about it. And and the thing that makes us most excited is like, yo, we're you know we're, we're two different people, but we we all we, we move in the same direction. You know what I'm saying? You know, he he he's a little more cut than I am, but nonetheless, we still rock. Um, like this is my brother, man, and um, and it's I couldn't I couldn't imagine doing this with anybody else. You know. Um, but the cool thing about this is that when you tune in or when you, we see our posts on our social medias or whatever, make sure you go to uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. When you see our stuff, man, just interact with us and tell us what you want to talk about. And we'll bring you on and we can have a conversation. It's, you know, just have fun. You know, it's, just, it's Sunday evenings. Let's have fun. And, um, our audio will be available on, uh, on Tuesday, Spotify, um, Stitcher, everywhere, everywhere you should get podcasts. We're going to be there. One day we're gonna be number one. Right now we number right now we number one right now because everybody's listening. But um, but this podcast is just basically about just entertainment. And and for me, I felt like um, my whole deal is I get most of my entertainment from YouTube. Like I, I go to the far reaches of YouTube and just look at different things that I like to look at. You know what I'm saying? Everything from like space to I, you know, I like watch interrogation videos. You know what I'm saying? Like people getting in trouble and they're sitting there listening. And we'll call it and, and I, I like you know that's type of stuff I look at. So I wanted the show to kind of be a representation of what my interests are, which is everything. You know, I like I like everything. So when you describe me, don't describe me as just saying let's do like sports, or whatever. You know, I like you know I have a wide range of interests. So I want to bring that to a platform that I think everybody will enjoy. And you're gonna learn something from me. I hope I definitely will learn something from you and the people that come on. So it's all about it's it's all about exchanging information, having a good time. And it's um, no one, no one right way to do something. You know, it's, it's all good. And uh, we just um, felt that it was time, and we wanted to start show off with just you know, just talking about what we do, how we came together, how we rocking with it for you know forever, and what our plans are for the show. And um, with this being our first show, and the plans are we ready to take this, take it everywhere. You know, we're gonna be everywhere by the fall. I guarantee that. And uh, <laughs> we appreciate everybody's support for that, you know. So, um, but we 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 want everybody to know that you can always follow us anywhere that you will get any kind of like uh, podcast, podcasts, whatever. We everywhere. So um, on Monday and Tuesday, we post clips and, and um, parts of our show on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you, you know, wherever you get your social media. We we hit a rock and we ready to have a good time. So you can always interact with us. You come through the chat, just do it up. You know, just be a part of the show and, and tell us what you like, what you don't like, and 
you know, we, we, it's all good, you know? And, and one thing he forgot to mention, <clears throat> I forgot this from my roommate. That was, you know, like he said, 24, 25 years ago, this dude don't sleep. <laughs> Man, we, we, we talked about this one day in December. I, I, I ain't worked so hard since. Damn Every right. day is logos, t-shirt, everything you see coming through social media is him. And it's happening between the mid hours of midnight and seven. Damn right. So man. so I asked him, I said, bro, when do you sleep? Uh, if, I, if my phone goes off at three, four, five in the morning, that's him. You know, I, let's think about it. You know, um, my clock always runs. I don't know why. I, I, you know, I, I consider myself a, a, cre a creator of dope shit, right? I don't know if you're cursing. I don't know HR here. But anyway, I'm, I consider myself a creator of dope shit. And I like to, um, you know, like sometimes when, when everybody's asleep or whatever, that's just my time to kind of like chill and think about things, whatever. And when we started thinking about this whole deal, I'm like, yo, this is something that we can actually, we can put together and ferment and make, make something real good. So, um, so my juice started flowing, and when I when I concentrate on something, I put my all into it. So I put my all into this, and I think at the end of the day, when you see the end result of it, where we come from, you know, our short term, mid term, and long term goals, it's going to be something that everybody can be proud of, especially people that support us and rock with us, you know. And it's um, it's something that you know, no matter what comes out of it, yo, know, we have a good time doing it, and I think you guys have a good time listening to us when you listen and watch. Just, just be a part of what we trying to do. Um, the website's up. We got dope merch. You know, um, there's no limit to what we gonna talk about. I guarantee you that. <laughs> and right now, it's just something that I want people to think that they just these guys gonna talk about sports and shit. Yeah, we'll bring them off the studio if she if she talk to us. You know, it's just about yo, know, just just bringing things on that they think people want to talk about and have a good time. Um, one of the things I um. We, we were talking about was that um, when we did this, we didn't want to be typecast and that people didn't feel like they can reach out to us and do things. So one of the things, one of the most important things that we're going to do is we're going to, we don't see a lot of people doing this. We see, we're going to incorporate a lot of HBCU sports news or whatever into what we do. So um, as the show go on, we're going to start doing, uh, bringing people on from HBCUs, highlight this sports, highlight their, uh, their lifestyle of what's going on, because it's our culture, you know? Yeah. And no one does that. So we need we feel like, you know, this is our platform and we need to we need to support that. So as time goes on, you'll start seeing more as we highlight who got the best damn homecomings and the bands and sports and, and what have you. And, um, and, and, and one of the things that we, you know, is near and dear to us is just like, like the mothers, you know, like single mothers and all that, and women. So we want to highlight women in business, you know? So if you got something out there um, that you're proud of and you think, you know, people should know, yo, co contact us, you know? You know, we got information on the website right there. Um, contact us and just say, hey, listen, I got something I think, you know, people want to talk about or just think people should know, whether you sell cookies or you sell whatever, you know, just just, just ho holler at us and just, just talk to us, you know? Um, if you got that music, you think it's dope. <laughs> if you think that music is dope, you bring it to us, <laughs> and we uh, we get, I give my damn opinion on that. I guarantee you that, man, because uh, <laughs> you know. But we want everybody to just be a part of what we're doing, and uh, yeah. that's just on painting the wall what our show is about. But 
we feel good about it and we think it's dope and we know you don't think it's dope too that's what's up and and, and the thing about it is um <clears throat> like i said before we're both graduates from shaw and shaw was like an underdog school and that's what we wanted to highlight underdogs we, we want to talk to people who are doing big things and not every day showing that they're doing big things but they're, they're working beneath the scenes and, and doing things like that um those are the people that that we really want to highlight that's the music that we want to highlight um you don't we want to show you don't have to really be flashy um that was you know when coming up with this, this that was some of our thought process there's every every week look there's there's a celebrity or two who's coming out with a podcast um, well, a lot of times the average Joe, we can't talk to the celebrity about the podcast. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, we face different obstacles than they do. Um, so we wanted to be able to talk to people about stuff that regular Americans, um, you know, black Americans, um, black male Americans are doing, are going through, are talking about, um, and actually give you a platform to talk to us, um, to get your message out there, and not and not just to, to type a message that's gonna go unheard or send an email that's gonna go unheard. Um, this is this is like a um, we used to have a friend in college that we used to call Fubu because he wore Fubu before we even knew about it. But this is like a for us by us podcast, and when I say for us by us, I mean for the regular people, for people who have something to say who want to be heard, who may not get that opportunity. Um, you're going to have your opportunity with the podcasts. Yo, um, I want to say, I want to give a shout out to the folks that are like um, chiming in the chat. That's real dope. Um, I see to all three of y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's dope, yo. I really appreciate that. You know, Rob, my boy Dwayne, you know what I'm saying? That's my homeboy from way back in the day. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we want to make sure that um, everyone just enjoys what we're trying to do. So um, one of the things that um, when we started this whole deal was um, we were trying to figure out who we wanted to bring on and just kind of like introduce this whole deal to everybody. You know, um, who do we thought, who do we think that would just, just kind of encapsulate what we're doing? Like, you know, be, not, not saying an underdog, but just somebody who, who, who busts the ass and just work hard and just persevered and whatever. And, you know, we, we racked our brain about that. We was trying to go, like, whether we go high or whatever. But we felt that we, we want to get somebody with some substance, somebody who, who, we, who we admire, you know? Um, we just wanted somebody that just felt that they were um, a part of what we're trying to do. You know? So I just wanted to just put that out there to everybody, you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, listen, we got something. And... Um, we got somebody who we're super proud of and um, someone who, whose career has expanded, you know, two decades and a half. And not only her career, but just the things that she's, things that she's accomplished, but what, what she has done in spite of her, her personal obstacles or whatever, you know? And I think her story is um, something that will motivate everybody from, just from no matter what your struggle is or what you're doing, I think she would be somebody that you definitely you know want to listen to, hear, and just be like, "Hey, listen, anything's possible." 
So, um, so we, we thought about it, we racked our brain or whatever, and we went to the humble and say, listen, um, we reached out to somebody and we, you know, we talked to Miss Keisha Monk and we was like, hey, listen, um, we admire your story. And I think, you know, I know she would have told the world the story, but we just wanted her to come and share that with us because of who she is, you know, and what she's been through and what she's accomplished. And I'm humbled by that, you know, I'm inspired by that. So I felt that just um, having a conversation with us about what she's done and where she's been and what she's, where she's going, it will uh, resonate with everybody. So um, without further ado, um, I want you, I want to bring somebody on that we thoroughly admire, you know, we thoroughly inspired. You know what I'm saying? Inspired by her. Um, I can't say enough about it, you know, because as, as we go through this conversation, you're going to hear things about her that um, will inspire everybody and just be like, yo, how dope she is and what she's accomplished and things like that. So, um, without further ado, I'm going to everybody to the uh, fascinating, super talented, uh, our friend, Miss Keisha Mark. Yo! Congratulations, y'all! Hey, thanks, Keisha. You know what I'm saying. And um, before we even get started, I, I just want to say something, man. You know, when we when we started this whole deal, we were thinking about this, and we reached out to guys, man. And um, I think that it wasn't no delay when you saw Gassi. You know, you you and your husband said yes. You know, and that was big for us, and I, and that that humbled us. You know, we had nothing, you see nothing, and you and you rock with us. So that that's less, you know, what type of person you are, and I think everybody out there knows what type of person you are, you know? Well, I I first of all, I am completely honored to be like your first guest. Like I'm kind of nervous. But it's it's just I'm honored, I'm appreciative. And thank you for allowing, you know, giving me the space, the space and a, a platform to tell my story again. I, I think at the end of this, people are going to be tired of me, but <laughs> I have to continue to tell my story um, in hopes of just, you know, trying to inspire people. So I'm going to chill. I'm going to let y'all answer the questions. And if I talk too much, it's okay. No, like this. no, no. Keisha, 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 before you came on. I, I, I talked to Sean, and, and I told him, him. I, said, I said, somebody, somebody you know, know you've heard, heard but you probably have not seen. And, and I, I told him to say that, and he didn't say it. So I, I, I want to put that in there. Somebody that I know 15 to 25 to 35 and maybe 100 million Americans have heard, but maybe they haven't seen you. We want to show you because we love you. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. Um, I, I'm an onion with many layers. You know what I'm saying. So I think yeah. it'll be interesting. And again, my hope is that my my story will encourage, inspire, and enlighten somebody to keep to 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 keep going, no matter no matter what. You know. Well, you know, like uh, you know, before we get into, I was like, I was inspired just by your journey. You know, I kind of heard, you know, kind of see, watch stuff on Facebook, and I follow you. And um, I just, you know, like I said, I was inspired by that, you know, um, just for not from the, 
from whatever struggle, whatever, just, just, you know, just what happens on the other side of any time you post what you're going through, just the other side of it is important to me. And that tells a lot about like a person's character, you know, nothing, nothing defeats them or even whatever you're going through with this other side of it tells you a lot about it. You know Amen. what I'm saying? So, yep. so, um, that was, that was important to me. And I, um, I, I, I sincerely respect you on just so many levels, but that's, that's one, you know, that's one of the things I, I ultimately respect you on. Is, that's, that's super dope, and I, I'm humbled by that. Well, I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, you know. And I was telling him, like, no, that um, where she's at right now is just like so dope. She's working right now. You can tell, you know. <laughs> I'm always working, even even when I'm not physically behind the microphone. Me and my husband are serial entrepreneurs, and my my brain works like this kind of all the time. I don't know if it's necessarily healthy, but I don't necessarily know at this point how to shut my brain off. So yes, okay. I'm always in that mode again. Um, and I guess in a few minutes, I, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit on why I think my brain works that way. It's, it's an interesting story. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. You know? uh, so, you know, uh, Kind of, we kind of got there, like a little uh, jump around of who you are and, and how you got to where you know, just just highlights or whatever. But um, let's kind of start from the beginning. You know, let's just let's, let's take it all the way back if we can, as much as we can, and kind of like just talk about um, you know where, where you're from and, um, and 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 you know, just kind of, kind of what trying you know matriculated you to to uh, adolescence and high school and things like that. It's going to be, you know, a little brief for who you are, you know, kind of where you're from. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I am a native New Yorker. I am from Queens, New York. Um, a few minutes from the Belmont racetrack is where I grew up. And um, my mother and father were both um, musically inclined. They both were singers. My mother was a backup singer for a woman named Inez Andrews, a very prominent woman in the gospel industry. And my dad too, my dad had his own group uh, and the name of it was the Swan Silvertones. And they were both internationally known and used to travel all over the world. And so when I came along, I guess the touring stopped, but um, the music is in my veins um, pretty much from birth. They just encouraged me to learn how to play instruments. And so I started out playing the piano. My great uncle, he is the uh, Thelonious Monk, the jazz pianist. Sure. And so, uh, yeah, I think and I so at a, a very, very early age, uh, I was pretty much inspired to learn how to play piano. So at the age of three, that's where my whole uh, musical journey started. Um, and by the time I got to high school, I learned how to um, master six instruments, and so, including bassoon. Okay, okay. <laughs> you don't really see a lot of <laughs> A lot of people don't even know what the bassoon is. It's, I know. It's, yeah, 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 Google, Google it. You'd be, you'd be very surprised that this little black girl knows how to I got to Google that real quick. I'm sorry. I got to Google that, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, you know, being that I was like this music maniac, pretty much, when I um, became of high school age, 
my mother encouraged me to audition for the High School of Music and Art, which is the infamous Fame School. Again, y'all are a little younger than me, so I don't know if y'all. Oh, so that, was, that was a real, that was real deal. Yeah, real. yeah, for sure, for sure. And so, mm. I um, I auditioned on piano, and they have a lot of people who play the piano who audition to get into school. So when once you get in. Um, they teach you how to play another instrument and I chose bassoon. So that's how my whole bassoon journey started. But nevertheless, when I got out of high school, I thought that I would become a music teacher because it's, you know, it's what I loved. It's, it's what motivated me. Um, and, and so, uh, and, and we'll talk about that in a, in a minute. I, I was, I was really, really talented, still am extremely talented, but I think, you know, as I reflect, I still felt that I would do better um, in an environment that 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 didn't have a lot of musicians in it. I, I don't know. I tend to do better in crowds where I can stand out. So I didn't want to go to a conservatory. I didn't want to go to Juno. <clears throat> I went to Shaw. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to hey, be salute. black people. Salute to short, you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me do this while I'm at it. Hey. <laughs> oh. Hey, yo, hey, hey. Okay, Alpha Row, we got it. I wanted to go to an HBCU. Howard didn't accept me, um, and Shaw did. My grades weren't all that great. You know why? Because I always spent all of my time playing piano. And, you know, but when it came to going to English class and music class and social studies, I ain't like that. I just wanted to always be creative and, and whatever. So I went to Shaw and decided to uh, major in music there. And uh, funny enough, Mr. Brown, shout out to Mr. Brown, the director of bands for 30 something years who just retired a couple of years ago. Uh, he, I told him I played bassoon and he was absolutely amazed. Again, a lot of black people don't play bassoon. Hey, so I'm, 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 that's what's up, that bassoon. Yeah, <laughs> and so he actually went and found a bassoon somewhere and I played bassoon in in um, <laughs> concert band and um, in the jazz band, I played piano. At that time, there was no gospel choir. I decided to, I was up in the student union one day playing the, playing the piano and people migrated and I decided that I wanted to start a gospel choir and it was crazy. But long story short, um, I don't know, I got bored. Um, I, I decided that and I think it was the choir, maybe. I, I just, I decided that maybe I wasn't a teacher. A performer, yes. A teacher, no. Mm -hmm. And so I wandered up to the radio station one day. And I, get, I became fascinated. Like, I, I literally thought, wow, people actually get paid to talk and play music? I was like, yo, that's me right there. And so that's wow. where it all started. I don't want to ramble. I want you guys to you know, me here. But really, that was the start. That was the start. Um, and Chris, let me mention this, that I think at an early age, I also discovered the power of voice. Um, I used to get in trouble a lot because I used to run my mama's phone bill up. 
uh, by calling them 900 numbers, the party lines. Again, I don't know how old you guys are. But where I'm from, they used to hey, Keisha, I'm, I'm 38 forever. Oh, okay. I don't <laughs> age. I stop there. Okay. So, yeah, there were these party lines that, that you could call. They, they cost like a dollar a minute. Mm-hmm. And when you when you dial the phone number, you just were on the on the phone with other people. And I used to do these really crazy, embarrassing, like dumb things. Like I used to take like greeting cards and read them to the people on the phone. Like happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. Like they were like, oh, you got a nice voice. And so I, I didn't always think, yo, you know, I, I want to use my like as a kid. I never did. I also have been finding pictures of me walking around the house with like tape recorders and stuff like that. I've always had a fascination with the voice, but it wasn't until my junior year at Shaw, I said, you know what? I think I want to do radio because I like it right. I like music. And that's where it got started for me. So, okay, we, I guess we've held some of these people in suspense. Can you tell them who you are entertainment wise? I don't know what you mean by that, sir. Yes, you do. <laughs> what do you mean? Who I am in the tell, tell them, tell them <clears throat> how you got started, where you got started. And, and like Sean said, I follow you on social media. I see some of the people that not only do you know you are friends with, um, and just Side note, um, me and Keisha met on a different, I guess, wave because of our love for our alma mater, University. And she is one of the most humble people that I think I have met. But when you look at her, her bio, and what she's done, she really doesn't have to be. She, one thing she doesn't know that I never told her is. I was starstruck from the first time that I met you. What? You don't know that. You, you know, you know when you get when you first get to Shaw, and I got there in the fall of 1995. Um, Keisha Monk was the name that you heard. Keisha Monk. She's a DJ in New York. Uh, was it Hot 97? Kiss FM and WBLS. Okay, in New York, right? In New York City. Is that, is that the number one park in the country? Yeah, so I'll tell you how I got there. Yeah, tell us how you got there. And I'm going to keep it real. So I'm at Shaw, and I am volunteering on the radio station there. Um, Unfortunately, I I don't remember them having a class where you could actually get credit to be on the radio, but I loved gospel music. And so there was this little store down on New Bern Avenue in Raleigh called Gospel King. And I used to spend my own money to get like the latest CDs and stuff because their library really wasn't all that. And so I used to buy music and play it on the radio station. I think I volunteered like five days a week for like two hours every single day. I probably was skipping class to do it too, to be honest with you. Wow. I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm crazy like that. And so... Um, Dr. Emeka, who was the the, the, the department head, <laughs> y'all can laugh too if this if it's all right. The department head saw me having lunch with my roommate, who at the time, his name was Jay Bell, 
and he worked for a gospel record label. And so when Dr. Ameka saw me at the Golden Corral, he assumed that maybe I was having lunch with him to try to do him favors, I guess, to play his artist on the on the radio. He fired me, y'all. How the oh. hell do you get fired from a volunteer position? <laughs> I don't know. But I got fired. Let the record show. This is what people probably do not know. I got fired from the very first radio station that I ever worked at. WSHA. Wow. Shout out to Shaw. <laughs> but, you know, I was really hurt because again, I'm a very, I'm extremely passionate about everything that I do for all, for, for Christ's sake, I'm taking my own money as a broke college student, buying right. CDs to play on the air, right? And so when I got fired, it broke me. It broke me bad. Um, but someone said to me, and I don't remember what it was, like, why are you upset? Like you have this talent, just go get a job somewhere and literally get paid for it. So I went to St. Aug. I went to St. Aug. They had a little AM radio station, WAUG AM 750. And I, I, I did my thing over there for a little while. But get this. And it's really important because as, as your listeners and your viewers listen to my story, um, and they absorb what you just said a few minutes ago with regards to me being this star or celebrity and my relationships, all of this did not come without heartache and adversity. I have been fighting literally since day one, starting with getting fired at Shaw. Now, when I went over to St. Augustine's College, I was getting paid like $5 an hour, doing my thing, you know what I mean? And I got pregnant. So I'm a single mm. mama and I'm playing gospel music and then they fired me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be out here representing the Lord and you out here having babies. So that broke me. And um, and so, again, talking to my friends, I had a, a, a really, really good circle of friends. They said, yo, you tripping. When somebody, when somebody doesn't know how to take advantage or exploit your talent, just go somewhere else. And so I said, really not believing it, but I, I said, you know what, let, let me try to get on to the commercial radio station here in Raleigh. And so that started. I, I, I actually went up to the radio station and introduced myself and noticed that the program director, his, his uh, office was messy. So I, I volunteered to clean his office. I said, you know, I just wanted to get in the building. And wow. so I, I let him know. I, I said, you know, I, I'll, I'll come and I'll straighten up your paperwork. If you need any help with data entry or anything, I'm your woman. He let me in. And that's really how it started. So from there, I was the first woman to uh, do the quiet storm in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, I worked at K97.5. I worked at Foxy 107104. I worked at The Light. I worked at a rock station in Raleigh, WZZU. And then from there, being a single mom, it wasn't enough, you know? And so I said, I'm gonna try to get me a job making more money. And so I went to Pittsburgh and then I went to New York. And after that, I went to LA and Chicago. And like I've been all over the country literally getting paid to do what I love, which is to listen to music and to connect with people. 
Okay. Wow. So humility is a big part of this story, right? Big part of the story. It, it is. Um, I think the secret to my sauce, basically, um, is to, even though many, many people have viewed radio personalities as celebrities, my secret was to be on the same level as my listeners. I'll give you an example. When I worked in LA with Steve Harvey, my, my show, I, I did middays in, in Los Angeles. And my show, before Steve was syndicated, he worked at a hip hop station in Los mm -hmm. Angeles. And my show came on after his every morning. And so Steve was always the type, and I don't think he did it on purpose, but he was like filthy rich. And so when he got on the radio station and talked about his life experiences, he would always talk about his gardener and his accountant and his wardrobe people and his security team. And when I got on the radio station, and this is in LA, in a city where, you know, it's, it's celebrity is in the air. Everybody is a star. I went out there like, my baby daddy ain't paying my child support. Like I, I was, open to, you, you know what I'm saying? When I was sad, I didn't hesitate to say oh that on the God. air. Um, when 9-11 happened, they, you know, m made everybody um, go home. I mean, it was a security issue. I said, no, I want to be on the air. I stayed on the air for like 18 hours by myself um, because I know the importance in connecting with people. So humility, I, I don't really necessarily know if you want to call it. What? Your mic is low. My mic is low. My husband is telling me that my mic is low. This is a live show, man. I don't know what to do. And trust and believe, we plan on getting to Eugene. <laughs> but, um, you know, Ross, say what's up? Um, I'm tired. I'm tired of saying this, but I'm gonna say it again. And I can say just a phrase to you, and you'll know what it means. 118 East South Street. All day. We we are, or at least we think we are, a different breed. Just what was that experience like, and how were you able to stay as as humble as you were? Because, like you said, you were able to go on there and talk about your experiences. But, you know, you're in L.A. You started over at St. Paul, Oakwood Avenue. And then you went to K97.5. And now you're in L.A. with the likes of Steve Harvey. I mean, how were you able just to say, you know what? And, and even to, to now, you're, you, you, you responded back to us. You didn't have to. Hey, I can believe that. Yes, so I how were you able to do that? I mean... You can't get blessed if you're off the radar. Like I, you know, un unfortunately, and I, I will say that I have had a lot of encounters with, um, with celebrities and not all of them have been 100% positive. I just treat people how I want to be treated. Right. You we appreciate that. We really I mean, do. beside the fact that you guys are family, the bottom line is you are on the road to something 
huge. Why wouldn't I want to, to reach out and to connect with you and to be available to, to, to your audience? I know how it was having a radio show. And in fact, I still deal with it. Let's not get it twisted here where people just aren't accessible. I just try to be accessible to people. And I find a blessing in that. You treat people how you want to be treated. Period. Good lesson. Very good lesson. And it's one that we both believe in. Definitely. That's what's up, you know. Absolutely. And I apologize. You know, as my um, husband, as my wife, one of the things I wanted to just, uh, just, just ask you, you know, um, you, you've done so much. Um, one of my things I wanted to really ask you, I, we kind of touched on this when we kind of talked before, was just your, your, your support system. You know, um, you made a you made a transition, you know, from your radio to doing voiceovers, right? And 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 one of the things you kind of talked about was what kind of led up to that. You know, um, can you can you, can you kind of talk to us and just kind of share this experience of what what your what your life was like when you, you felt you had to make that transition? You know, yo, with, with, you see you know, this support system Look when at you decide to say, hey, listen, uh, I have to make a change as a result or whatever. But you you actually just became, you know, you, you just use your talent. You, you, you know, you're more talented, so you just, you just kind of evolved. You know. Yes. Can you hear me better? Is can you hear me at all? Definitely, yeah. Okay. Uh, two, 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 one, two, one, two. <laughs> I'm sure that you, you guys can hear him because my, my manager is in there tripping, saying that he, he could, still can't hear me. Do me a favor, and this is very, very untraditional. Please ask your audience to comment to make sure that they can hear me. One, two, one, two, one, two. Mm, 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 mm. One, two, one, two. Two, two. You guys in the chat, chat. Can you hear you pretty well? Say it again. I asked if they, they can hear you in the chat. I think they can. Okay, cool. Yeah, they can hear you. All right. So it's an incredible story. So I want to encourage both you. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks, Sasha. So. This is a crazy story, I'm telling you. In 2011-ish, I was actually working at Shaw University because like Chris said a minute ago, I'm very, very passionate about my alma mater and I felt that, um, that my talent, that they could utilize my talent. And so my husband and I had a marketing uh, company at the time and we were in New York, we decided to relocate to Raleigh and to help out. And it was extremely stressful. It was crazy. And so I started experiencing really <laughs> bad pains, right? I thought it was the job that was giving me these horrible stomach aches. I couldn't sleep. It was so bad. And I laugh about it because it is kind of funny. And so I went through that for a while. I went to the doctor and they were saying, hey, ain't nothing wrong with you. You know, just increase your fiber. You're good. And so um, I went through that for like six months. And long story sh longer, um, they diagnosed me with colon cancer. It was straight stage three at that point. I had this huge mm. tumor sitting at the base of my colon. 
And wow. so that put me out on my back. No more radio. I just had to concentrate on living because it was bad. Um, not only did I, you know, deal with the cancer and I did chemo and I was extremely sick during that entire time. I had horrible, horrible effects with chemotherapy. My, I lost my sense of um, my taste. My teeth was falling out. Um, my Ooh. hair fell out. I literally was so sick, I couldn't barely walk. Like I was literally using a walker. So I'm at the crib and I'm on a computer and I learn about this uh, contest. It was a contest to win a $100,000 um, contract for voiceover, right? Hmm. And so let the record show, I was a radio personality. Doing right. voiceover is completely different, contrary to popular belief. Voiceover right. is voice acting. It's just not reading a script. It's being able to literally bring words to life on a piece of paper. So I entered the contest, I don't know, and I kept you know, advancing to the, to the next round, next round, next round. They had the final shindig in Virginia. They flew me out there. They had a limo pick me up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I'm literally, I literally have a walker. My body is riddled with cancer, right? Wow. Dude, they give me this envelope, which is a script to read in front of like a panel of people. Why did the script have to do with cancer? Oh. It was ill. So I'm reading the script, you know, it was something like, you know, Hi, I'm Sarah, and you know I, I, uh, you know I, 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 I'm a, a um, I'm sorry, I, I'm a breast cancer survivor, and you need to get your care at Duke Cancer Center because they're caring, they're compassionate. Like it's crazy, and so I'm reading it, and I'm crying, and literally, I'm literally sobbing, actually. Um, and everybody else starts crying and it's really emotional. I'm like, yo, I rock that. You know what I'm saying? Because this script is my reality. I didn't even win the contest draw, but they ended up giving me a contract anyway. That oh, wow. was, yeah, that was crazy. And so that was the official start of my voiceover career. And at the time I didn't even have a microphone. I didn't have a microphone. I had nowhere to record. But um, I ran out, I went out and got like a laptop and, a, and a, I did the research myself with regards mm -hmm. to how to uh, achieve the best sound. And my mm -hmm. very first uh, uh, booking was I played the role of Gloria in Madagascar for DreamWorks for a bunch of um, amusement parks nationwide. You know how sometimes wow. to the amusement park and before you go on a ride, they'll have like a pre-show or whatever. Yeah. And I put right, right. that right in my closet. Wow. Right in my closet. Yeah. That was the start. So, wow, wow that's amazing, Keisha. It's crazy. <laughs> it, it, it's almost like, I don't know. I just felt like I was destined. What, what are the odds that this script that would introduce me to the world of voiceover would have anything to do with cancer while I was going through cancer. Well, and I'm not against that, but before we go there, I want to ask you one question because um, I'm 80s, baby. 
Um, Sean I'm might be a seventies baby. Huh? <laughs> I'm not sure. Hey, 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 we the last, we the last real ones, man. We didn't ride bicycles with helmets on. <laughs> can you tell these people how you ended up being the voice of the Soul Train Musical Awards? Because I know in my mama's house, in my grandma's house on Saturday morning, Don Cornelius was on that screen, and and that's that's a big part of our culture. That so right, right now we're kind of losing. But, but you know, they're still holding on with the awards. But Keisha, for you guys who don't know, has been the voice of the Soul Train Music Awards. Can you tell them how you got to that? Okay, so so in voiceover, you have several different genres of voiceover. Of course, you have the, the regular old schmegular radio and television commercial. But you also have corporate narration. You also have medical narration. You have, um, you know, animation. You, there's all different types. And so that genre of voiceover is called live announcing, right? And uh, my mentor, her name is Randy Thomas. Okay. She actually is the voice of the Grammys, the Emmys, that she like does Super Bowl wow. shows. Like she, she's big up there on the totem pole. And I was just talking to her one day and she was like, Keisha, you know you can do this live announce stuff. Again, don't assume that just because you, you know, you're a voiceover artist that you can do all these different genres. Yeah, I can do the heck out of a, out of a radio commercial, but I've never done live announce. She was like, you can do it. And all you all you want to do is you want to watch an award show that you aspire to be on. Wait for the credits, see who's producing the show, and ask them for a job. Now, at the time, to be honest with you, a lot nine times out of ten, in order to get these big commercial jobs or you know these high-profile voiceover jobs, you need an agent. You just can't walk in the door and say, "Hey, yo," you know what I'm saying? You know, I want to. You need a you need a rep to walk you in, but and I told her that like how do I do that without an agent? She was like, just do it. You have the talent, just do it. And so, growing up with Soul Train and being a fan of the award shows for years and years, I wanted to be the voice of Soul Train, and so that's what I did. I found wow. out uh, who the producers were. And I looked them up on LinkedIn. I introduced myself. I sent them an email and they ignored me year after year after year after year. And they, but I don't take no for an answer. Chris, you know me. I, oh, yeah. I just, you know what I'm saying? I just don't. And so um, tactfully, just continued to ask them. You know, I want I want to do this. I want to be the voiceover for the Soul Train Awards. And eventually they just let me in the door. And that's how it started. How did I get the job? I literally asked for it. That's how I got it. I asked for it. Wow. And this, this 2021 will be my fifth year doing it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I know we, um, we we're going to start that cup. <laughs> We're gonna stop at eight, but we may run a little over. There, there are two more things I definitely want to touch on. Um, one, I, I, I know that you're really um, adamant about your about your, your your battle with cancer. I really want to talk about that. And then we, I think if I didn't mention this, I may get a text. So 
I, I want to touch on Eugene as well because I can tell you, you know, we've talked we've <laughs> talked about um, you and Eugene before, and it's one of the strongest bonds I think I have ever seen. And so I really wanted to, to touch on that, even if he wanted to peek his head in, he could. Hey, hey but but uh, those two more things I wanted to touch on in either order that you would like. Before you answer that. I got. Uh, I got to say something. Let me tell you how I met this dude. I'm a Delta. He's a Q. Uh oh. And, and so yeah, yeah. We shared, you know, and I, I can't remember when they took the plots away at Shaw, but. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. So you you remember the Qs yeah. and the Delta shared a plot. So. We were in school at the same time, and I used to see him all the time, but truth be told, I couldn't stand him because he just he just looked mean. You know what I'm saying? And then we were from two different worlds. Like, I was the choir girl. You know, I'm in the gospel, and I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? You know, I wasn't perfect, but I was out here, you know, directing the choir. And he, truth be told, was just like this thug. Like... <laughs> You know, he I never I don't even remember hearing his voice. He used to just be on campus like you know what I'm saying? Like this dude, ugh, you know. So I always thought he was mean and it's funny. I, after a while we after we started dating, I used to ask him about that. Like, why do you have like such this hard exterior? Like, yo, what you want me to do, son? Like walk around campus smiling and shit. Like, you know, that that's how he is. He's just like really, really weird. And so it was after graduation. He called I was in Pittsburgh doing radio at the time and he knew somebody who had written a book about brandy and he wanted to see if he could get them an interview on my show. We started talking, we started dating, long story short, he started sweating me and I was like, damn, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, ugh. so we dated and he has just been the biggest cheerleader that I've just I, I, a lot of my success has to do with having a solid cheerleader. You know what I'm right. saying? He is an, an incredible cheerleader for me. So we've been married going on 18 years. Um, and he, he just never left my side. He never left my side. I, he, he, he could tell... <laughs> <laughs> he can he can tell you the ins and outs of any kind of drug cancer so forth and so on i mean because he was he uh cancer for drugs yeah cancer drugs he was right there with me fighting for me advocating for me not wow. taking, he also doesn't take no for an answer which is he does not never never you know what i mean and he he's just a wonderful wonderful person just to have in my life um, when we got married, a uh, really quick story here. Um, if you Googled African-American bride, you didn't see anything. Th this is 2003. You could not, I could not find any ideas on how to uh, do my wedding. So we created a community called Chocolate Brides. And mm -hmm. it ended up being literally thousands and thousands of brides from all over the world, black brides sharing ideas about their weddings and just being a support system to each other. And we ended up being like on BET news and, and we in the black enterprise magazine. And like, we ended up publishing a magazine and we're, we're just, he's crazy like me. And that's why we get along so well. We just yeah. always full of ideas. 
He, I can tell you from personal experience, Eugene does not take no for an answer. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the first time I met him, I walked into the meeting saying, there's no way in hell I would do what he's asking me to do. Well, we were at Panera Bread on Capitol Boulevard. When I walked out, I said, not only will I do it, but I'm going to start for free. Oh, my God. Yes, sir. <laughs> because... He doesn't take no for an answer. I'm glad he didn't bring you with him. Oh, yeah, you would have been. It would have been. It would have been ugly if I was in. The, if, if I was in the building. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're visionaries. It when, when yeah. you when you when you have a vision about something or when you're passionate about something, no, the word no just does not exist. And I I would hope that your audience would take that if they take one thing away from our conversation tonight. I would. It is my prayer that um that that they would never when when you believe in something or somebody mm -hmm. you just cannot take no for an answer you just never can give up giving up is not an option and not only that you guys <clears throat> are great people um it, it's a number when i see yeah. eugene come through or keisha i'm gonna pick up the call or i'm gonna call you right right back and you know that's true. What? Since when? That's not true. <laughs> you was probably so, in court or something. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit or a lot or as much as you want about your battle with cancer? Absolutely. Um, Sorry. Uh, it's okay. It's, it's, it's and, I, and I wanna talk about this. Um, it, it's triggering um, because even though, thank God I am cancer free, I, I suffer with PTSD. I'm always thinking about it. So if I get okay. a bump, if I get, and that's because it may not even be my fault. Because when I was initially diagnosed, doctor said it was nothing. And what's crazy about that is cancer is strong in my family. My mother had cancer several times. My sister had it. My grandmother had it. And so to go to a doctor's office and to say, oh, well, you, you know, you black, you're young. It's just not likely that you have cancer. Just eat more spinach or drink some Metamucil. You'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And to be sent home in pain over and over and over again for six consistent months, it messed me up. Right. And so I was diagnosed. I did six months of chemo. Cancer came right back. And even though they dismissed me on, on that first incident, I, I was feeling on my neck in all places, right, by my, by my vocal cords. I was feeling in my neck one day, and I felt... You know, it felt kind of swollen. Again, doctor saying, oh, you know, well, sometimes when you're sick, your lymph nodes swell, you good. And I'm like, no, you're going to do a CT scan and we're going to do a biopsy and we're going to find out what's going on. Turns out the cancer it came right back. So that was battle number two. And then I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer where I had to have a partial thyroidectomy. And again, they had to cut right in here. 
it's weird. I, mm. I have I have an incredible story. Here here it is. I use my voice for a living. Have done so for a long, long time. I'm finding this newfound success in voiceover, and now they have to do surgery in my my neck area, and so. I, I dealt with that for, for a while. And then I was diagnosed with Lynch syndrome, which is basically the cancer gene. Um, uh, for the rest of my life, I'll be on medical surveillance. Every few months I have to do scans. And, you know, I try to stay strong, but I'm not gonna sit here and lie in front and say that everything is easy. Um, it's, it's a struggle. It's a struggle, but I just feel like God would not put me through all of this for absolutely no reason. I believe that my passion is voiceover, but my purpose is to continue to tell this story and to let people know that they can do it. If cancer, if I did through did all of this through cancer, there mm. is nothing that you can do, can't do. There's nothing you cannot do. Amen. Amen. That's it. Wow. <clears throat> Well, man, we're right at eight. He should, and if I can ask you just one more question, um, and I know entertainment, the entertainment business is totally different today with uh, all the social media and, and um, um, you know, you got Instagram and, and YouTube and you could get your own stuff out. But for somebody um, who's wanting to get into some of the industries that you're in or been in, whether it be DJ or voiceovers or whatever, um, what would you recommend? Because, you know, boots to the ground still beats anything else you can do. So what would you recommend to somebody who wants to do or wants to get into one of those industries? First of all, you need to have a thorough understanding of what you're getting into. You know, mm -hmm. I, I just didn't wake up one morning and say, you know what, I want to be in New York, I want to be in, like, I literally studied the market and the trends. And I used to listen to the radio say, well, I grew up at uh, on WBLS and KISS FM. So I kind of knew what their flavor was, mm -hmm. but you have to really understand what you're getting into. I wanted to be in New York because it is the number one market in the, uh, the, the country, meaning the most people and the most radio stations. So even though money wasn't a major motivator, I'm like, I can probably make a lot of money. And Fat Man Scoop, um, I met him one day and he 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 told me, he was like, yo, I make about $100,000 working there you go. YouTube for <laughs> This is back in the... <laughs> really? Don't mind me, y'all. Don't mind me. I'm just, I'm just seeing him. I'm just seeing him. Come on, put your face in there, I can't even see you. I'm just scenery. I'm just in the background. I'm just scenery. <laughs> hey, 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 Keisha, can I interrupt you for one second? Yes, you can. Now, in, in, in spring of 1997, when my roommate was online for Omega, or whatever that thing they were doing, I don't know what they do, he used to tell me, I said, man, y'all good. good. He used to he used say, to say Oh, who got us? Who got us? We straight. I said, what the hell? I said, man, 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 who the hell is Pooh? He said, nah, he said, nah, they, 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 they,
I wasn't even I wasn't even in school at the time. Bro. Ain't that something? So hey, hey, Eugene, you know how you Omegas do. Y'all ain't never in school. <laughs> Actually And so I'm not, I'm not giving up for nobody. E- even, even when they told me that we don't have any positions for you here, Keisha, at Kiss FM. Well, you will one day. And, and that, mm. that has been my mentality. Every single job that I have had in radio, I was able to get by simply not giving up and simply not taking no for an answer. And thank you, Adrian, for liking the title of my book. And this dude here, the biggest cheerleader ever. He he also was a a, a a huge reason why I was able to get that job in New York. Even though I, I heard on the street, girl, no, girl, you gotta wait in line. You gotta wait your turn. You gotta wait until you get five years of experience before you go up there. He was like, no. Just- hey, don't take no. <laughs> hey, you guys, no. you guys are a couple goals. And Keisha, you are a walking inspiration. And, I, and I'm glad to know you. Love you too. Sleep. Love you too. All day. So Show we're not going to take up any point time tonight. We really appreciate you. I love that cup. I appreciate you. He loves that no cup. No problem. Thank you and, so much and for. Just thank you. That's right. Thank you. We I owe you the world. I want, I want, I, listen, I wish you guys. All the success in the world, you guys are gonna go really, really far. And when y'all ready to talk about power couples, you gotta have us back on because we. Well, wait, I'm wait, talking. Wait, wait. I'm. Ah, I'm talking global domination, dude. Global domination. Hey, Before we can we go, go ahead and schedule it. We ain't got number time on our hands. I ain't need no time soon, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's do it. Like the man behind the scenes, then y'all just let me know, and I and and I'm there. 
Don't worry about it. Hey, you did. We appreciate you. She could thank me later, you know. But I'll, 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 I'll be here. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you guys so much. Y'all have a good night. As my roommate says, salute. 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 All right, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we'll be back um, next Sunday evening at uh, 7 o'clock. Um, they will be up on YouTube later on this evening. We'll be on Spotify with Tuesday. 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 Um, so we appreciate you. Um, thanks for all the love, all the support. Um, we just hope to grow, get better. Um, we said a few growing pains. We're going to run it all out. Um, but we appreciate all your support. Thank you.